Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. As I was praying today and seeking the will of God for tonight's service, I could not get away from the fact that I felt like the Lord wanted one of our preachers to preach. And uh, I distinctly believe the Lord put Brother Lewis on my heart. And that means he's got a message for us tonight. Amen. And so, preacher, you come, give us what the Lord's put on our, your heart, and we'll hear you gladly. Love you, preacher. You. Amen. Bring the book. Yes, if I mess up, it's, it's because. The water I'm taking. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I thought I saw you opening it up and drinking it. <laughs> Oh, lipstick, lipstick. I I was going to say, if I mess up, you had to blame Kyle because he prayed for the pastor. (laughs) (laughs) You you never know when you're going to preach. It's like they say, you just have to be ready. You know, it's not that I don't have anything. I've got so much. <laughs> but you can't preach it all. Amen. Amen. So you just try to find what do the people need Amen. tonight. And somebody already said it. And I said, Lord, I'm hoping and praying that that's the way you want us to go. Because I have two messages in here. Probably well more than that. Amen. But I want to say, church, thank y'all for what y'all have done for us last year. The, the extra that y'all gave us, the extra for the missionaries, what y'all gave for me and my wife for Cindy, you know, our Christmas gifts. I just want to say thank you, church. Amen. Thank y'all for just allowing me to, you know, just still be part of this church. Amen. Amen. To be your assistant pastor. Amen. You know, I joke. I say, it's recount, recount, recount. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful that the church feels, let's put somebody else in the positions. Amen. See what they can do. Sure. You know, the old saying for many years was, it's just the Caldwell's. It's the Caldwell's church. Oh. No, it's not. It's Jesus' hey. church. It's God's church. Hey. But I just thank the Lord that whoever, hey. you know, if your name's not Caldwell or Stankwich or whatever, I just, I just thank God that God uses anybody. Hey. And if God can use me, he can use you. Amen. 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 I just thank God. That's right, preacher. Amen. But Psalm 145. Amen. Psalm 145. It's not Psalms. It's Psalm. Amen. As like it's been said, the Jewish, the nation of Israel, this was songs they sang. Right. Sing psalms and melodies in your heart. Sing to the Lord. Can you imagine? I just, I just hope and pray. I said, Lord, when we get to heaven... I want to hear Psalm 119 sung to music. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's right. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. <laughs> Forget that one. <laughs> but I was just, you know, you think about Israel singing the songs. Yeah. Amen. But Psalm 145, the Bible says, I will extol thee, my God. You've heard it said many a times, 
that we serve a personal God? Yes, sir. Amen? I love it when the pastor or preacher or somebody just talks about, like the pastor talking about this eternal security. It's personal. I thank God that I hold in my hand a King James Version Bible. That is my Bible. But you know what? There's a lot of things in the Word of God that is personal. We can't claim a lot of promises that Israel... Because they were for Israel. Sure. But thank God I can claim a lot of promises that are for Lewis Stankwich. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I'm going to extol. I'm going to praise him. Amen. My God. O King. And I will bless thy name forever and ever. I think we're supposed to keep doing this forever and ever. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's no getting off place. My father-in-law said that for many, many times. He said there's no getting off place for the born-again Christian until we leave here and go to heaven. Right. Right. Amen. We should be in this full time, 24-7, 365, forever. Amen. What does forever mean? Forever. <laughs> Ain't hard, is it? <laughs> Every day. Oh, Lord, no. Every day will I bless thee. Wait a minute. We had a storm today. I was at the jail this morning. And my phone's in my truck. And I don't know just from what they say. Oh, it's going to be bad storms from, you know, 10 to 2 or whatever time. From 8 to 11, whatever time. I said, but I'm in here trying to preach to these inmates. Amen. And then I hear the officer saying, get to your rooms. I ain't got no room. Praise the Lord on that one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm blessing you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> I don't have no room. <laughs> but she's opened that door. She called the CO way down the hall. And I said, hey, man, I need to get out of here. And one of the inmates said, you need to get into your room because there's a tornado watch. I said, you know what? God can just, a Lexington County Jail can be gone. But it must have been raining really bad over here because my part of town didn't seem like it was that bad. It wasn't as windy and it wasn't as rainy and no hell. I mean, I just I thank God. Amen. Every day will I bless thee. You say, I have nothing to bless the Lord about. Well, you know what? You're missing out because I got a lot. That's right. Amen. 2022 was a bad year as far as funerals. I went to a lot of them. A lot of our family members. Judy, my mother-in-law, Wesley. Other family people, people we know, friends, their parents. Good friend of mine I worked with retired last year, and he was had a massive heart attack a couple of weeks ago. But you know the good thing about it, the majority of them, not all of them, I hope, but the majority of them were born again Christians and are in heaven right now. So every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Why will I do all that? Because it was already said. What a great God we have. Right, amen. And God had to put it in the Word of God. Right. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. Right. And Psalm 95, verse 3 says, For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all little g gods. So I want to talk for a little while tonight on what a great God we have. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your blessings. Thank you that we all have a copy of the Word of God. 
We can read it. We can meditate on it. Oh, there's a lot in it that we may not like. It's character building stuff. But Lord, it's good for us. We thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for the banana pudding or, the, or just the good stuff, the sweet things in the Word of God that we can just praise you about. But Lord, I want to praise you for everything in the Word of God. Because, Lord, it's not to hurt us, it's to help us. You showed us the sins of Israel and the sins of kings and the sins of people all through the Old Testament and even things in the New Testament. Not because it's to hurt us, but it's to warn us. It's to help us. Don't go that way. And Father, we thank you for the songs that we already heard. We thank you for the testimonies, for the praises, for the prayer requests. And Lord, only you can answer them. Because God, you're the only one powerful enough to do it. And Father, I pray that you'll help me tonight. I need your help. I cannot do this. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, I need you to help me to be a blessing to the people tonight. Save that sinner that needs to be saved. Encourage that saint of God to move forward and maybe backslid tonight. Help us tonight just to praise you because, Lord, you are a great God. And we'll thank you in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus. I pray and for his sake. Amen and amen. amen. What a great God we have. Yes, so because he's great, I'm going to praise him. Right. God starts right off with praise. Yes, sir. Amen? Yes, sir. It's been said before, when you get down to pray, don't sit there and just confess your sins and, and ask God to help with somebody or something. You just get down there and you start bragging on God. You start praising God. You just start thanking God for everything you can think of. And before long, you're in the right mind of, you're in the right frame of mind to start asking God for something. Amen. And then you might not even want to ask God for anything because by time you get through with God you just been so good to this old sinner you're like Lord just just surprise me like a baby at you know under a Christmas tree a present under a Christmas tree just just surprise me yeah but to make a show boast foolish Paul said I'm a fool for glorying how can you say that in 2nd Corinthians 12 when you went through all that you went through in 2nd Corinthians 11 how can you say you're a fool for glorying but Paul, your back's beating. Paul, you're left for dead. you shipwrecked. You're hungry. All the things in, in 2 Corinthians 11, and you say you're a fool for glorying? Yeah, because in my weakness is when God's strong. In the valley is where he restores the soul. Amen. He can help us. That word praised, glory, to celebrate. I may not be accused of being a good preacher, but I'll tell you one thing I'll be accused of being a crazy old praising foolish preacher. <laughs> Amen. Because I know where the Lord found me. Where did he find you? Amen. Did he find you in the muck and the mire of this old world? I've got something to praise him about because he's been good to this old sinner. But something else, what a great God we have that he's worth being praised, but he's unsearchable, the Bible says. Verse 3, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. You can search and search and search all over this world. 
And you might find true love. Oh, that, oh that's he ho. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you was gone. <laughs> Y'all forgive, forgive me. But unsearchable, you can, can't find to examine, to number. God is just unsearchable. Who knows God? Better than God. God. But I'm glad God's given us a few things in his word that we can search out. Amen. He's unsearchable. That unspeakable gift the Bible talks about. God knew that when he gave us Jesus, there's just no word that could sit there and just fully emphasize how great he is. You say, oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, but does that really get it? Oh, he's counselor. And if you look at some of the other books, they don't have a comma, comma after wonderful. You look in your King James Bible over there, and I think Isaiah chapter 9 where it says he shall be called wonderful, yeah. comma, counselor, yeah. comma, yeah. the mighty God, comma, the everlasting Father, comma, yeah. the Prince of Peace, comma. Right. They have it. He's a wonderful counselor. Sure. That's two different things right there. He's wonderful. You can stop there and thank God he's a counselor also. Amen. What a great God we have. He's worth being praised. He's unsearchable. You, you can dig all you want. Right. You can go to the furthest place out in outer space if you could get there. He's just unsearchable. Yes, sir. I mean, he's, yeah. then he's worth sharing how great he is. God, you had to put all this in the Bible, but it's so simple. Yeah. We just goes right over our heads. Verse 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another. What are you telling your children? How great God is. Why? Because your parents, if they were godly parents, told you how great God was. And their parents told how great God was. And on and on and on. And you want to tell your children how great God is so that they'll share with their children if the Lord tarries. Amen. One generation telling another generation. Praise God. Why? For thy works to another. God has been so good. And shall declare thy mighty acts. It's worth sharing how great he is. It's worth speaking it. It's worth announcing. It's worth explaining to people how good God is. Amen. I know how bad the devil is. I've lived it from the age of 15 to the age of 29. I lived that life of drugs and alcohol and just ungodliness and the world and just, I mean, I'm, I'm not proud of it. I wish to God that somebody had reached me at the age of four, five Three, four. I wish to God somebody had told me about Jesus at a young age. But the Greek church don't know nothing about Jesus. That's right. That's right. They know tradition. Nobody come knocking on my door trying to share the gospel with me. What's wrong with Christians? We're supposed to share the gospel. How are you going to tell one generation how great and how good God is if we don't share it, amen? And the easiest thing in the world. Oh, I haven't had no. <laughs> They're back there. The easiest thing in the world is to give out a gospel track. Because all you got to do is walk up to them and say, here's something to tell you how to go to heaven. I hope you'll read it. Sure. Amen. And then if they start asking you questions, hopefully you'll know them, <laughs> the answers. Amen. Like Dr. Howell said, he went into a bathroom. Into a bathroom. They said up on the wall was, Jesus is the answer. And somebody wrote up under it, 
What's the question? And Dr. Jack Howe said, I do not write on bathroom walls, but I felt led of the Lord to write on the bathroom wall. It does not matter what the question is. Jesus is still the answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> It's worth sharing how great he is. Amen? Yes, sir. And he's gracious. What a great God we have. Because it says in verse 8, well, let's just keep reading. It's always good. Oh, one generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the, of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. People are going to talk about all the terrible things. Oh, it's the Ukraine. Oh, it's Russia. Oh, it's COVID. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's gas prices. Oh, it's egg prices. Them chickens ain't sitting out there in the hen house saying, hey, let's get them for a dollar an egg this week. <laughs> you know? No. No. There's nothing going on at the border. We don't see nobody coming across the border. They're just invisible. Those two point whatever million people just, just somehow snuck across. They just snuck. I mean, they'll talk about all the terrible things, but we should be talking more about the greatness of God. Right. Amen. We serve a great God, the one who created everything, the one who dried out the land so they could go across the Red Sea. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. Took up the waters and one says, well, the waters was this way and everything and the wind came and, and it held it up over there. I'm like, really? It says it was walls. Right. Yes. <laughs> God's big old hand was out there just holding it up. Right. And while he did that, he said, his blow dryer dried out the land. <laughs> Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I've, I've stepped in mud before. I've stepped in mud up to here. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, like concrete around your foot. God delivered the mail to had a big old garden out there. He said, go get you whatever vegetables you want. I said, okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right around the corner from where y'all lived. <laughs> Over there. On Morgan Drive. I said, praise the Lord. It had rained. I didn't know he'd already gone in there and plowed up around there. And it had rained. And I'm over there walking around. Bloop. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't good. <laughs> at least I was at the work. <laughs> How you explain that one? Where'd you get all that mud? <laughs> But then men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious. Yes, Thank God for that. Yes. To be to favor. We want the favor of God. You've heard that before. We need the favor of God. We need the grace of God. To bend or stoop in a kindness to a one that's inferior us yes, and God in his grace will bend down to us thank you for being a great God yes, sir. amen gracious and full of compassion love merciful lamentations chapter 3 verse 21 the Bible says this I recall to my mind therefore have I hope what, what, what are you talking about, Jeremiah? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God he's a compassionate God. He's a gracious, he's a compassionate God. 
He's long-suffering. He's patient to us. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Yes. He's patient. He's good. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and, all, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. That's that thing about talking about, you know, sharing it with other people. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. Thank God for his compassion. Thank God for his long suffering. Thank God for his great mercy. Thank God is good to all. Thank God his kingdom is everlasting. Thank God he's the one who's going to rule this world one day. Nobody can kick him off the throne. If the devil couldn't do it, who could? Amen. Right. Last time I checked, the devil got kicked out of heaven. Right. Right. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, verse 14, and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. Thank God he's an everlasting. His kingdom is everlasting. His dominion, power to rule, to govern. Isaiah 9, 6 says the government shall be upon his shoulder. Yes. Revelation 17, 14, the Lord of lords and king of kings. Right. We serve a great God. Y'all yes. know that, right? right? We serve a great God. I don't know what 2023 holds, but I know this, whether it's through death or whether it's through whatever struggles I have this year, whatever sorrows I have this year, whatever comes my way this year or your year, God's still a great God. Amen. 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 God's a still great God. He's still a great God. Like I said, we've seen a lot in 2023 that we did not want to see. And it's not all just passing away of loved ones, but it's other things that people let the devil get in their lives. And they think they're, oh, everything's okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh-uh. We've seen people mess up their lives, but God is still a great God. Right. He upholdeth, the Bible says in verse 14. Lean upon, prop, take hold of, bear up, sustain, to bow down, the curved. God will help you stand straight. Amen. It's just a little thing for God when he let Israel cross the Red Sea. Just a little thing. What's the little thing in your life? What's the big red sea in your life that God needs to part out of your way and help you to walk on dry ground? Where are you in the valley that God can get you back up on the mountain? Amen. Thank God he upholds us. He bows down. He wants to grab us. He bears us up when we fall. Underneath are the everlasting arms. We can't fall far fast enough that God can't catch us. Right. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Verse 17 says he's righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. It's like it was said Sunday, I think in Sunday school they're preaching. God's not leading us in paths of righteousness, which is good for us to go in paths of righteousness. In all thy ways I will acknowledge him and he shall direct my path. And what kind of path? A righteous path. But the righteous paths are for his name's sake. Right. When you mess up or I mess up and the world finds out or your co-worker finds out, guess what they're going to say to you? There's nothing to your Jesus. 
You cuss, you drink, you do all this ungodly stuff. And you say you got Jesus? I must have Jesus because I do that too. That's what they're going to say. Sure. Amen. Why would I need your Jesus? He ain't changed you. Right. Amen. But thank God, righteous in all his ways, holy in all his ways, he couldn't sin if he wanted to. That's right. Right. Yep. We serve a great God who's sinless. A great God. The past, God knows the ways. God produces things. Nigh to approach, the Bible says in verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth. You don't have to holler for God to hear you. Amen. I remember growing up, we out there playing, and we're down the street, blocks down the road, and I hear this voice, Louis, get home. And my friends are like, who is that? I was, that's my mama. <laughs> no, I didn't start that TV show. That's my mama. <laughs> I could have. They said, that's your mama? I said, yeah, that's my mama. Boy, she's got a loud voice. Tell me about it. That's why I can't hear it on my left ear. No, I was just, <laughs> I joke with it. That was a nerve loss when I was young that they found out when I was in elementary school. And I told, my, I told mama, I said, I'm going to tell people, you were yelling so much in my left ear, you blew my eardrum. <laughs> but you can hear her way down the road. But then the same woman who's sitting at the kitchen table who don't hear nothing you saying but can go all the way to the bedroom to the back of the house and you whispering, I hear everything you saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got smoke signals coming out the kitchen table or something, you know, going back there to the bedroom. I know ain't none of y'all had no parents like that. I mean, <laughs> but nah, God wants us to approach him. Amen. Isn't that what James 4, 8 says? Draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to you. Amen. You ever thought about that? God's not moving. God is not moving. We're the ones moving. Now, using the pastor as God, and we know he's not God. Don't be worshiping the pastor. I've told people this before. I said, your pastor is not God. Don't be worshiping him. He's just a man that God called to preach, trying to preach the word of God the best he knows how with the spirit of God. Amen. Don't be, wor don't be worshiping him because the minute he leaves, the church goes kaplooey. <laughs> Dr. Seidler, when he died, what happened to Tabernacle? They were worshiping him instead of worshiping Jesus. But now the Bible says, draw nigh to God. And he'll do what? He'll draw nigh to you. Right. Is he moving? No. But is he getting closer to me? Yeah. Why? Because I'm getting closer to him. Right. I'm touching. Ooh, I'm touching God. Ooh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all know I'm kidding. But then you get close and God gets close. Amen. No, I'm, I'm not him being God. Yeah. <laughs> But draw nigh to God. Yes, sir. Fulfill the desire, verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. Thank God you don't have to holler to God for to call on him. He said, just call on me. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Yes, Amen. Just a whisper. Elijah, this is a still small voice. It's not in the earthquake, the big storms, all that. It's in a still small voice. And sometimes you can't even pray with words. I've been there. 
And the Holy Spirit, it says he does what? I think it's in Romans 8. He takes your moanings and your groanings. Because sometimes all you can do is... <laughs> and the Holy Ghost knows exactly how you're feeling and what you're saying. And he interprets it right back up to God. We serve a great God. <laughs> like I said, praise him. I'm fool. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fulfill the desire. Be pleased. Satisfy the debt. Thank God he satisfied my debt on the cross that I couldn't pay and yours also. Pardon. He fulfilled the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Thank God. Peter, you're drowning. You're sinking. You look looking at the Savior in the storm. You started looking at the storm. Instead of looking at the Savior in the storm. And what happened? You started sinking. But Peter, you didn't pray the right prayer. You're supposed to pray one of these big, long, you know, prayers, whatever. I follow the architect. You know, he'd have done died. He would have drowned, but he got right to the point. Amen. Jesus saved me. Right. <laughs> Get to the point when you pray. Amen. Sure. You don't have to have the God of the architect of the universe and this and that and all this stuff that they, you know, just get to the point. Fulfill the desire. Be pleased with. Satisfy a debt. Pardon. Pray for God to save you if you're not saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah. People say, oh, I got saved in my car wreck. God saved me. And I said, no, God didn't save you. God spared you. Sure. Yeah. And in verse 20, the Bible says, The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. Thank God for God preserves. God hedged around Job. And there's something how Satan knew he had a hedge around him. And there's something. I don't see the hedge around me. I don't see the hedge around y'all. But have I done enough or you done enough that Satan will take a notice of our hedge? He did with Job. He said, you considered my servant Job? <laughs> he got a hedge around him. I can't even see him, much less get to him. Because he got a head. God ain't going to make you no little, little bush like this. <laughs> Amen. I don't know what kind of God y'all have, but we got a, a, a great God. Amen. Amen. You know, they ain't gonna give you this little tiny little old thing. Say, there's Job. <laughs> no, <laughs> I believe God created a big old hedge yes, sir. Sure. all around him and all of his stuff. Right. And the devil couldn't even peek through it. <clears throat> thorns and briars and man, I went deer hunting last year, and I said, I sure hope I don't kill one because if he goes over there, it's gonna be a mess for me. <laughs> them, them briars and stuff. It's like. Y'all sleeping that stuff? I got on video, got one of the, the bucks out there, and he got old briars hanging from his handlers. I'm like, I know where you've been sleeping. <laughs> Amen. But we've been over there like, anybody got a chainsaw? <laughs> because Satan told, asked God, he said, if you remove the hedge, because okay, you got to remove the hedge. <gasps> Look at all that that Job's got. Wow. But thank God he preserved. Yes, sure. Amen. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And there's a comma after that. Y'all realize there's more to that verse, right? right? People don't realize. All you ever hear is, though he slay me, yes, I'll trust him. Though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. 
I will maintain my ways before him. God, you kill me. But I'm going to be trusting you, but I'm going to keep maintaining my ways before you until you kill me. Right, amen. amen. Thank God for being preserved. The wicked will be destroyed, the Bible says. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Thank God we serve a great God who's worth being praised. He's unsearchable. He's worth being shared. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's long-suffering. He's great and merciful. He's good to all. His kingdom is everlasting. His dominion on and on. He upholdeth those. That, I mean, just righteous in all his ways. Now, fulfill the desires, preserveth. Thank God for all that. Amen? Now, real quickly, let's just look at John 3.16. Real quickly. Y'all give me a few minutes. Real quickly. You know the verse by heart, so you probably don't even have to turn to it. But what a great God we have for God. What a great deity. What a great divinity for God. Hey, it's not for the devil. It's not for somebody else, but it's for God. God who created everything. Everything. God who provides everything. God who will prosper you. God who will help you. Whether I go up or whether I go down, thank God God's still God. Amen. The deity of God. The one who created. The one who made the creatures. The one who created the characters. Holiness. Truth. Mercy. Thank God for the deity of God. So loved. He's great not just because of his deity, but he's great because of his devotion, his greatest affection, his devotion for God so loved. Thank God God loves us in spite of our sin. Amen. He, he loves us. But, but he don't love it when we're doing sin. Sure. He don't love the sinner who never gets saved. He wants him to get saved. God's not slack. God wants everybody to come to repentance. But thank God for the devotion, for God so loved. Amen. He's great because of his deity. He's great because of his devotion. He's great because of what disturbs him. You say, what disturbs God? The world. For God so loved the world. This world ought to disturb us enough that we will love the people in this world who need Christ. Love the Christians. Don't love the world. First John said, don't love the world. We know that. Don't love the world, the lust and all that, and the pride of life, the eyes, all, you know, all that flesh. We don't, we're not supposed to love all that. But this world should disturb us enough from what we've seen these past few years with this administration. We should be disturbed enough to want to go out there and try to win the loss to Christ because we know Jesus is coming. Right. Amen. And it could be this year. That's right. Amen. And because it disturbed God enough that he wanted this world to be saved for salvation, you must be born again, he said in John 3, 3 and 3, 7. He wants us to sow whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. The seed still works. Y'all know that, right? Amen. But why is it in the barn? Right. You know, the seed does no good in the barn. It needs to be sowed. It needs to be given out so it can grow. But thank God what the greatest disturbance was this world. It disturbed God enough. This world disturbed God enough. He told Noah, build an ark. This world disturbed the 3,000 that God saw them needing something, something to eat that he gave them food. People. Amen. Lazarus, he raised them from the dead. This earth is not going to hold the dead forever. Thank God for that. Amen. Right. But he not only is a great God because of his deity, because of his devotion, because of his disturbance, but thank God because of his demonstration. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his demonstration. For God commendeth his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8. God showed it. God commended it. God demonstrated how much he loved us. The cross. The cross. Thank God for his demonstration. Thank God, not only for his demonstration, but thank God. I had something written down here, but I scratched through it. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> he demonstrated. He gave us his gift, his greatest gift, his only begotten son. Amen. Yes, sir. He demonstrated. He showed us how much he loves us. What a great God we serve. Amen. Amen. Greatest desire that whosoever. That's the greatest opportunity. That is the greatest desire for anybody. That whosoever. I'm glad it's a whosoever and not a whatsoever or, or just a, you know, an ever. Right. I'm glad it's a whosoever. Yeah. Amen. Because right. Right. that included me. Right. That included you. Today, today may be the last opportunity to be saved. When God opens the door, you better go through it. Because if he closes it, no man can open it. But thank God for the greatest opportunity that whosoever, the greatest dependence that believeth in him, the greatest declaration should not perish, the greatest duration or the greatest possession, but have everlasting life. How long is that? That's a long time. For how long? A long duration. It's forever. But you know what? John 3.36 shows us the greatest destruction. He that hath the Son hath everlasting life, but he that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. We serve a great God, but our great God is, is also an angry God. Sure. He does not like sin. Sin has to be judged. And if you do not know Christ as your personal Savior, tonight's a good night to ask him to come into your heart and save you. But if you do know him as your personal Savior, ask him to help us. You know, because he's a great God. It's already been said, what a great God we have. In spite of what happened last year, in spite of what might happen this year, we still serve a great God. Amen. Are you saved tonight? Do you know Christ is your personal Savior? If the trumpet sounded right now and the dead in Christ were arise and we were to alive and remain, would we be taken up into heaven? Would this church be empty? Or would there be somebody left? If loved ones and people I know have died and gone to hell, God's still a great God sure. because he gave them the opportunity. Maybe he allowed me or allowed you to witness to them and tell them about Jesus, but they chose to reject. You know, we, God knows who the last person is that's going to get saved, but I'm crazy enough to believe that, you know what, we, we might be able to change God's mind. God, that man right there we've been praying for for 40, 50 years, he might get saved. God, don't send him to hell. God don't want anybody to go to hell. That's what the Bible says. God wants everybody to come to repentance. So how do we know? Moses changed God's mind. Kill him. God said, no. Next time, God said, I'm going to kill him. Moses said, no. If they ever got on the right plateau or whatever they said, if they got on the right wavelength, there'd be no Israel. <laughs> there'd probably be no Moses. Amen. But thank God we serve a great God. This is so simple tonight. There's so much more you could preach. I mean, just so much more. I'm going to copy the pastor's outline and preach that outline next time. Because <laughs> I know he got totally different. But that's just the way the Word of God is. I hope this was a blessing to all because it was a blessing to me.
just to realize we serve a great God. Yes, sir. Amen. Don't forget that. He said, that's so simple. Don't, that's so simple. But you know what? We forget it. When struggles come, when death comes, when heartache comes, yes, it's going to be sad. That's part of it. Paul, a chosen vessel. What was he chosen for? To preach the word. But what else was he chosen for in Acts chapter 9? Do you remember? He was a chosen vessel to preach his word, but he was also chosen to suffer. Right. We love the part about the preaching and the easy life, but nobody likes the suffering. And I'll be the first to say, I don't like it either. But thank God we have a great God who can comfort us and help us. Sure. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you are a great God. Yes. In spite of us, you're still a great God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for giving us the Holy Ghost to live within. Thank you that you gave us a full copy of the Word of God. Not everything you know, but what we needed to know. And Lord, we still can't comprehend all that. God, how you can be so good to this old sinner. Lord, I deserve the wrath of God, the judgment of God. As it's been said, I deserve to be in the hottest part of hell with my back broke. God, I deserve to be in the hottest part of hell or the coolest part of hell if there is anything. We just deserve to be in hell. But God, you've been so good to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you we serve a great God who saw something in mankind enough that you knew there would be people who would trust you as their personal Savior. Bless this invitation time. Bless your people. Bless the church. Bless our pastor. And we thank you in the wonderful name of your son. And Lord, we love you tonight. And thank you for loving us. In Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. <laughs>